Hello and welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series, where emerging holistic leaders of tomorrow share their adventure to celebrating their most prized skills, talents, and expertise by turning their wisdom into a signature system that serves mankind. Hi, I'm Angel Quintana, the CEO and founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I've had the great honor of working with each of these individuals to take what they've already mastered in their life and use it to help their kismet clients. One of the things my clients may not know is their wisdom has touched my life, improved my health, my business, and my overall happiness. It is my proud honor to introduce to you Nicole Sagman. Today, Nicole will be sharing with us how to discover your purpose to live a fulfilled and rewarding lifestyle. But before we get started on this eye-opening topic, I'd like to take a moment to introduce my dear friend and oldest client, Nicole Zagman. Nicole Zagman is a creative and caring individual at heart. She graduated from Spring Arbor University in 2009 and is an experienced graphic designer, branding specialist, and professional photographer. After suffering from a health crisis in her early 20s, she set out to not only heal herself, but discover what her true purpose was. In September 2014, with her previous entrepreneurial and professional experience, she launched Lux Chicks, a movement empowering health-conscious wonder women to create a successful lifestyle following their dreams. She's now known as the luxury image director, creator of Discovering Your Brand Story program, and the host of Lux Chicks radio show. Lux Chicks focuses on sharing products, hosting luxury events, and developing programs that help women end their frustration and discover their purpose. To learn more about Lux Chicks, visit LuxChicks.com. Welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series, Nicole. I'm thrilled to introduce to you. Hi, Angel. I'm so glad to be here. And it's just so ironic to be the the oldest client. Is that what you said? Oh, my God. Well, you've been – well, you're my youngest client, but you've been yes. with me the longest. <laughs> I mean, you've literally been through uh, so many of my transitions. That's why I'm so excited to talk about this topic with you about discovering purpose because it's almost as if we went on the ride together. Absolutely. Love it. So, well, before we get into all of the amazing content and all of your expertise about this topic – Let's just remind um, remind me, how did we first get connected? Yes, so I think it was about probably three years ago now, and I was going through my emails one day, and I had this email come through, and it was from you. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my story, but I opened the email, and what you had in the email was speaking directly to me. I don't even recall how I ended up on your email list, but oh my gosh, I am so glad and so thankful that I was because at the time I was struggling with all kinds of breakouts all over my face and I didn't know why. Um, later discovered that it was a significant hormone imbalance that was causing this, but you at the time were actually doing holistic health coaching and had a program specifically for the problem that I was experiencing. So that's how we connected and we've just they connected ever since, loved the Signature System program, and it's, you've helped me grow to pretty much who I am today. So thank you for that. Oh, my gosh, girl, you inspire me with everything that you put out there. 
you're such a talented graphic designer and such a special woman. It, it's been such a joy to grow together. So, yes, I do remember us in the health coaching world. Um, I definitely started out with my niche as, um, you know, helping those with skin disorders. So I definitely, we've walked a very similar path, seeing that we both had, had acne in our past. And, you know, really that led us down this holistic road to learn all these different ins and outs. And now I know you sell products in addition to coaching programs to really help us feel and look our best. So I just want to maybe take some time now to really get to know a little bit more in depth about your journey and how you actually found your purpose. Sure, absolutely. So going back to the health crisis, I really felt lost. I'd never struggled with my self-confidence before. And at the time, I was actually in a really negative work environment. And I had thought, you know, you go to school, you graduate, you go on and get a job. So I was working as a designer, and it wasn't fulfilling me in the way that I had hoped. And I thought to myself, way back then, there's got to be something more than this. And then, of course, I end up getting sick as a result and just was kind of fed up and frustrated with life. I was probably 21 at the time. I had recently gotten married, and I'm like, wow, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, but I know that there has to be something more. So it's interesting the timing you came into my life. And so after I was able to start to heal myself, you did introduce me to the power of food. So changing my diet was a really big part of healing myself. But at the same time, I had to, even after the blemishes were gone on my skin, I had to heal the psychological damage that had gone on. Mm. And I realized that I really didn't know who I was and what made me unique. And so the last three years has just been a big personal journey for me too. And realizing that Everyone has the opportunity to use these experiences in our lives to really impact the world if we choose to do so. And I decided, always wanting to do something great with my life for a long time, not knowing what that was, that this was my opportunity to do that. And so I started my first business just doing design on my own and had several clients doing that. I did run a photography studio with my mom in downtown Grand Rapids and had a wonderful time doing that, working with some pretty incredible clients, but it still really wasn't exactly what was making my heart sing. So then, after taking Signature System, I started working with women who are in empty nest transition. And I came across this common theme that I experienced when I was so sick in this point of transition that I was asking questions of who am I, what is my purpose, and what's next? And these women that I started working with they were also asking these questions. They've raised their kids for the last 15 to 20 years, and they perhaps always wanted to do something, but because of the time constraints and the energy involvement of raising a family, they've never had the opportunity to pursue that. So earlier in the fall of 2014, that's really when I launched Luxtix as this movement to really be dedicated to helping other women figure out what's that thing is that they want to do, go out and create that successful lifestyle so that they can follow that dream that they've always had, um, but perhaps weren't able to verbally identify what that looked like. Mm. Okay, so this brings up so much because I'm sure many of our listeners today, you know, even the ones that have the, have their own business, we're still like trying to figure out, you know, what's the niche or, you know, what's going to really make us fulfilled. And we're constantly like paving this path for ourselves 
until we get to the point where we start thinking, you know, maybe what I want to do is too small, or maybe I should be thinking bigger, or can I really impact other people's lives? Who am I to say, you know, my opinion or what I've been through and how to help other people? So I'm wondering, do you find that with the women that are dealing with emptiness transition, do you find people that, you know, they're thinking that their dreams are too small? And if so, how do we deal with that? Absolutely. I've run across this so many times, and especially for women, it is a common occurrence where we think our idea is too small, that nobody's going to like it. And so what happens as a result is that we never end up doing anything with it, and we never share it with anyone. But even if you think your dream is small, it is. it doesn't matter. Uh, the world can only change with an idea, and it starts with a very small idea. Every great thing that's ever taken place mm. in the world, every product that's been developed, it's all from an idea. So whether you just want to go out and help women in your local community overcome traumatic circumstances in their life, maybe you want to make six figures a year so you and your family have financial freedom to travel or come up with your own line of gluten-free dog treats. If you are <laughs> confident in your idea and you believe in it, someone else in the world is going to love your idea as well, and they will want to connect with you because you cared enough to share your dream with them. Mm, so true. And, you know, that really brings us back to one idea has momentum. It's like a, if you think about, like, cells or an organism or even a ball of energy. Like, the more we put into that ball, the more that it expands. So even if mm-hmm. we start with that idea, I mean, you and I both know firsthand, like, that thing expands. And, and like just like you did with Lux Chicks, it's now a movement. What started with an idea or even a blemish, has now transformed into something that has has gotten to be a lot larger, but it started with just starting with home base. What have yeah. I already learned in my life that could help others? Yeah, and that you mentioned that, that's another thing. I was talking to a, a friend of mine yesterday, and another common theme I see with women that goes hand in hand with thinking your idea is too small is that you don't believe you have what it takes to teach someone else a skill that you already possess Um, for whatever reason. Even if you've been an artist for your entire life, there's something that is within us that makes us feel like we're not experts in something. If we feel like we haven't completely mastered whatever it is, even though everyone else can see that we truly are Mm -hmm. masters and experts in whatever this field is. And so that's, I just really want to empower women to go for bigger things and not let their own limitations hold them back. Yeah, it reminds me of the, I don't know if we ever had this on a coaching call or maybe way back when, when we were doing health-related things, but one of the things I always used to tell people, you know, there's, I don't know if it's a book or a saying, but it's, I think it's a book. It's like it takes 10,000 hours to Mm -hmm. master something, and for the most part, we've all been alive for more than 10 years, which ends up being right. about 10,000 hours, and we have mastered things. We've mastered actually multiple things. Now, going back to what you were saying about, well, maybe it's too small of a thing, but if you really think about it, and this is where, you know, my nerdy brain goes straight to, like, SEO or what people are Googling, but people are Googling things that are small, like how to clear up acne on my chin or how to deal with a first date or there's small things that end up turning into marriage or turning in 
to other, you know, having a family, but they started with something small. And I think that that's the thing to realize, that everybody has so many gifts. It's really which one do you want to start with? And mm-hmm. no matter what, you know, age group that you're in. So I find it truly fascinating that the people that you're working with, regardless that they might be a lot older than you, they have so much life experience. I'm wondering, you know, do you come across women who have overcome a lot in their life, which I'm assuming that you have, do they feel overwhelmed? Like they know that they've mastered things. Maybe they're a little scared to admit those that they might be an expert in something, but how does that play into finding your purpose when you've actually gone through a lot of stuff in your life and you've actually lived a lot of different experiences? Definitely. Yeah, that's one of the things that has come up a lot recently with the clients I'm working with. They have this great life experience and they're not really sure how to select something to what I call leverage, which is uh, come from the heart and share that in a way through creating a business. But some of the things that I've seen clients experience, before I get into that list of some of those things so that you have some examples to work off of, they're they're either too embarrassed to share what this is because either someone told them that that's something they shouldn't share or self-imposed negative thoughts telling them not to share, or thirdly, they don't know what to share. But I've seen my clients use everything from using their experience as a single parent to go on to help other single parents get through difficult circumstances. I've seen people who used to be unconfident and found their confidence through comedy and are now offering services and programs to corporate entities to show how to incorporate comedy as a way to be more productive. I've seen women go through divorce and use that to help other people, other women who are going through divorce. I've seen a lot of people use their previous health health crisis to really create a mission to heal others naturally. I've had several friends who struggled with extreme weight and are now using that to help others lose weight others lose weight, and even down to seeing people come from other countries, come to America, and now they're well-known speakers within the West Michigan community, and they inspire people on a daily basis just to be the best people that they can be. Wow. Look at that. So that didn't blow some people's minds right now. I mean, literally, there is so many areas of life where you can help people, and there's different people living on this planet with different issues. So Every time that we think something's too small is one more person that is searching for a solution that can't find it because they can't find them. Right. Absolutely. There's so many different things you can do with your life. It's just it's incredible. And I see a lot of people think that they have to go back to school or do all these things when they have a lot of what they need already inside them, and it's just a matter of recognizing what that is and being confident enough to share that with the world. Yeah. Well, I think that's where we kind of get into these limiting beliefs, and I think mm-hmm. more importantly of, of maybe even maybe even before you can find your purpose is to kind of face, you know, the drab, you know, maybe the thing that keeping life not fun anymore, you know, the negative Nelly, like, no, I couldn't do that, or I'm not experiencing it, I have to go back to school for that. And so then they, maybe we feel in a rut, now we're like stuck in this 
this place, this darkness where we're not looking forward to anything because we know that there's bigger things out there, but we think that our idea is too small. So how can we help her get more fun in her life so she can start seeing the positive and actually be able to push herself into finding that purpose by being in a lighter place? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I know thinking back to my health crisis, I did feel stuck. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And even though I had this creative background, I wasn't finding my happiness because I wasn't expressing myself through creativity and creation. And I think that that's one thing, piggybacking off of my program that I developed called Discovering Your Brand Story, we talk about, first and foremost, how to use your imagination. And, you know, as kids, we're taught to use our imaginations. Um, I remember hearing stories of my husband. He'd spend hours building these elaborate little cardboard box cities and things out of Legos, and his parents were constantly encouraging him to do that. And guess what he grew up to be? He's a licensed contractor. <laughs> and I, I remember spending hours drawing my favorite Disney characters until they look like the characters on the TV screen, but I think we're conditioned growing up to forget a lot of that as adults, and we go to school, and then we're taught to go get a job, and we're not, unless we're in a very creative and innovative, forward-thinking and progressive job or organization, we don't get to express ourselves through, through creativity. And one of the other things I really love to teach my clients is the difference between subconscious and conscious mind. And I just have some short definitions that I'll read really quick for those who might not be familiar. But the subconscious mind is a composite of everything that one sees, hears, and any information the mind collects that it can't otherwise consciously process to make meaningful sense. On the flip side, the conscious mind cannot always absorb disconnected information as it would cause information overload. So the subconscious mind actually stores this information where it can be retrieved by the conscious mind when it needs to defend itself for survival and other reasons such as solving puzzles. So when you think about it, just to break that down in more <laughs> um, plain <laughs> terms, our conscious mind and some further specific Statistics, our conscious mind only uses about 10 to 50% of our brain's capacity, and we have this whole other imagination that uses upwards of 80% of our mind capacity that's not really being tapped into. And so that's where I like to educate my clients on the importance of actually tapping into this so that you can become more creative and just be inspired by the work you're doing, regardless of, of what you're doing, or you're in a nine to five position or you want to start your own entrepreneurial endeavor, it just really comes down to being able to recognize that and understanding why that's essential. The other thing that I'll add, too, is that the conscious mind is also responsible for logic and reasoning, and it's often defined as the gatekeeper. So it actually filters anything that comes into our minds and anything that we don't either believe about ourselves or about someone else or about a situation It'll literally accept that or reject it. So it can be as simple as someone walking up to you and saying, oh, I really like your hair today or that sweater you're wearing. If you don't believe what they're saying is true, it'll toss that out, which I just find so interesting. And so that goes back into women 
not thinking that they're they're experts in some field that they really are, if they don't believe mm-hmm. that they are and their conscious mind is saying, nope, <laughs> then they're not going to pursue that purpose that they have. Right. I want to talk about what you just mentioned about creativity. I think it's a, a really important thing, and I know that you and I both share a similar love of, of graphic design and web design and things like that. And, you know, and it, I think on so many levels, more than just building out and seeing the, the end product, but I think that you're right. There's something with that creative process of using your imagination that really helps to excel in, in other areas of your life. It's kind of like, you know, math where people are like, well, you know, I'm not going to be using math in my life, but again, it's training your brain to use it in a different way to solve problems. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I find even with some friends of mine that have had kids and they still want to have that something else, whether it's a career or a business or something that gives them fulfillment, I know a lot of it, and I just know this firsthand from hearing them, that creativity is, is something they always wish that they had more of. So Mm-hmm. Um, being someone that didn't grow up in a creative home, I don't know if you did. It sounds like you probably did because your mom's a photographer. But what can we? What advice would you give those who are like, well, I want, I love being creative, but I, I'm not that good at it, or I didn't grow up in a creative household? Because I do think you're onto something with this imagination part. But if we can't pave the path to help them find their creative nature. I think that purpose, especially that original thing that we're supposed to really help others do or be on this planet to support people in, what advice could you give them about tapping into creativity, even if they didn't grow up in a in a creative household? Sure. I have actually some, I call them my top 10 tips, but before I get into that, something that came to mind is that Creativity comes in all different forms, and I think that we can get all caught up in thinking, I'm not creative because I can't either do design on the computer or I don't know how to paint, I can't. but creativity and artistry is more than that. It could be anything from being a skilled craftsman and loving to create things with your hands. It could be cooking in the kitchen. It could be singing. It could be it could be just liking to be out in nature and photographing things. So I think that first we have to recognize that creativity isn't just black and white and this is creative and this isn't, but we all have different interests that draw us to different forms, and I think that pretty much anything can be considered creative. But secondly, I know for myself personally, some of the things that I've changed in my lifestyle have benefited me in this area of being able to be more inspired and also just be able to create more things continuously. One of the things that I also did to our home when I first started my company was had our home feng shui. There were some things in our house on an energetic level that weren't gelling and were not in alignment with where I wanted to go and take my business. So I know that having that done really, really helped. So just tweaking placements of our furniture, actually creating a space that was inspirational to go into so I would actually be motivated to work. That <laughs> but some of the other things that I really focus on changing in my life, I'll just go through this list quickly. Number one is to be aware of your thinking. And for those of you who are familiar with affirmations and individuals like Louise Hayes, those types of things have helped me so much in overcoming 
that creativity block. Practicing breathing exercises has been very helpful. When you do that, you're getting rid of toxins and built up stress that's in your body, but you're also bringing in more oxygen, which in turn helps the blood flow to work better, which brings all that to the brain so that you can have more focus and mental clarity and things like that. If you take some time to Google power poses, and Amy Cuddy, she did a TED Talk. Um, she's a Harvard professor. Integrating power poses has helped me a lot, too, to build my confidence and just prime. Everything I do helps my body operate in its most optimal form. So that's where I'm going with all of these tips. And when you do that, you're going to be more creative um, as a benefit from doing all these other things. Um, and then, isn't it interesting, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just yeah, made me think about your very first thing that you said when we got on this call is when people think their dream is too small. I mean, you've literally just, uh, you know, talked about the Harvard TED Talk and Louise Hay. It's like those small things, the affirmations. Um, people have built businesses. They found purpose in those small things. So I just wanted to right. kind of trigger it right back into small things, feng shuiing an office for more set you up for success. It's all of the small things that make the biggest difference. Sorry, I didn't oh, yeah. mean to interrupt you. I just had to say that. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah, it's not – people ask me, well, what do you do? And it's it's really this whole <laughs> cocktail of things that I do. It's And people ask, well, you work out? And yes, I do work out, but it's more of this lifestyle. It's something that I do every day. Um, you hear people talk about diets and things like that. And that's my lifestyle is the way that I live it every single day. And hopefully it will never change because I love who I am now and the way that I feel. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, there's so many people that I've, made incredible organizations off of small ideas with them figuring out who they were. So that's another important point is understanding who you are before you can help other people. Well, um, that brings up another question of just, you know, yeah. how do we know that we're like going to the right place? If we do feel like there's more out there for us, we have the family and the marriage or, you know, what have you. How do we know we're in the right place, like that we're moving closer to that purpose that we've been talking about on this call? For me and for all of my clients, what I have seen in them is that they have this light bulb moment and their eyes literally get golf ball size when they realize, oh my gosh, I've been sitting on this for my entire life and I've never done anything with it. The other thing is that um, if you've experienced being in your purpose, you'll literally be able to feel it in the heart chakra region of your body. It feels, at least for me, it feels like a, a warming sensation, and you're just excited and happy about what you're doing. And then why do we know that we're not on the right track? Yes, that's a great question. And some of those tips I was reading off were the, my top ten positive energy tips, and there's not a great definition to describe positive energy. I've only experienced it. And my experience is that it provides you the right individuals. So they come into your life, whether that is a mentor, a support group, or clients, and also opportunities, which could look like free press. I've had so many features from like-minded organizations just because they recognized what I'm doing, and it was something that they were passionate about as well, so they wanted to share what I was doing. So those 
those would be the two things I would also measure of whether or not you're on the right path, path to your purpose is whether or not the right individuals are coming into your life. They're bringing you value. They're lifting you up. They're encouraging you. You're getting compensated for your service and the experience that you're providing to your clients, and other people are starting to take notice. Love it. So what kinds of things can we try? So if we're not experiencing the success or the warm and fuzzy positive feelings, you know, what kinds of things can we try to feel better and to align ourselves closer to our purpose so that we can find success in whatever area of our life that we're seeking more clarity? Sure. I'll just continue on with the top 10 tips. So number one, and I see this a lot lately, is to eliminate victim language. And this looks like saying the word sorry. It's blaming other people for where you are in life or other situations, not taking ownership or responsibility of where you would like to go in life. The word expensive is mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably it. I hear a lot of people use that word to describe things. And the reason why I point this out to my clients is because when you use words like expensive or sorry, you're putting up barriers between where you would like to be in the future. So if you focus on taking those things out of your vocabulary, there's a lot higher chance of your purpose and your dreams actually coming to fruition, especially if you've struggled with attracting abundance in the sense of financial resources. You keep pushing it away by saying that things are out of your price range, then how are you ever going to obtain the financial resources to purchase those things in the future? Some of the other things are to focus on setting intentions, not merely goals. Goals are great, but often there's we assign timelines and deadlines to those, and when we don't meet them, we often get discouraged and quit and throw in the towel and don't do anything about them. So I'd encourage you to also set a lifelong intention, maybe even one that's 5, 10, or 15 years out, what would you like to accomplish in your lifetime? And next would be to love yourself and others. I think especially for women, we get caught up in the concept of spending so much time and energy devoting ourselves to other people that we ourselves get the leftovers. And instead, if we were to flip that around and you know, invest that time and energy into ourselves, we'd be much better capable of loving everyone else in our life. Beautiful. And I'm sure that you would resonate with this as well, is to remove junk food and excess sugar. (laughs) Um, I definitely become so passionate about good, clean food. And when you're constantly not paying attention to what you're putting into your body, if you think of your body like a vehicle, you have to keep up on the maintenance, you have to do the oil changes, flush the transmission, uh, do all those things to keep it working properly. Our bodies are much more complex than any mechanical creation. And if we're Mm -hmm. not paying attention to the way that we're feeding it, if it's not nutritious food that's going to energize us, help us optimize our performance, then of course everything else is going to suffer. And as soon as I made that switch to taking foods out of my lifestyle that were causing inflammation in my body and causing me to have these crazy mood swings, 
my body started recovering and my hormones got back in check and everything is so much better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, well, again, it's going back to those small things that we just tweak in our life. I can already tell that potentially these in the women that are listening to this call, it's like there's a lot of little things to do. I mean, we've got to mm-hmm. stay positive. Um, we need to look at, you know, our surroundings and obviously put ourselves first and uh, putting some things on the back burner to help us so that we can really live a purposeful life. So I can assure that somebody, someone somewhere is listening to this and thinking, wow, this is a lot of work. I'm feeling a little yeah. overwhelmed on, little overwhelmed. you know, where to start, what to do, uh, not sure what direction to go in. So can we shed a little light of just maybe breaking it down, some simple steps of how to, uh, you know, get over, move through the overwhelm and start making those small changes so that we can get closer to that purpose? Absolutely, yes. And I definitely don't want to overwhelm anyone. If you are feeling overwhelmed, just take a deep breath right now. But really, ultimately, you have you have this lifetime, and this lifetime is for you, and it's an opportunity for you to decide what you really want and how you're going to make that happen. So what I would ask you is, really, what do you want? And I don't think people take enough time to ask that of themselves so first and foremost decide what you want if you've always had a dream to start your own business then go do that if you just want to get out of the house and you want to join a volunteer organization that you're passionate about then go do that if you're looking at changing careers because you're totally unfulfilled in what you're doing then do that but it's ultimately up to you and only you can answer that question of what your purpose is and just here to provide information and ask the right questions for you to help you decide what that looks like for you. But whatever you decide, you can always make steps towards making that happen today. I've seen so many people that are much more mature than I am that say, you know, I wish I would have done this, I wish I would have done that. But it all starts with making a, a decision today to go and make that happen. So for an example, some of the things that my husband and I did in order for me to make that jump to working for myself full time was that we decided to pay on off our debt, to pay off our mortgage, and to put enough money away in savings. So depending on what you choose to do, make step towards that and don't just jump into something unprepared because it's not going to be as smooth a transition or easy for you. So definitely make sure you contemplate where you are currently, where you want to go, and how you can start making that happen from here until next year or however long it takes you to get there. Totally. And you know what? A lot of times it starts with somebody else helping you get there. I mean, we're all going through different things in our lives, and we need a support system. And sometimes that support system needs to be outside of our immediate friends and family, you know, people that don't know all of our past and stuff but are seeing us from a very um, subjective area of just not being so engrossed in your own life. And I think the mentorship, I think that's what I went through. I, I remember I read a book, and this is how I even, like, learned about coaching or mentoring or anything, 
like if you're looking to change things in your life, you know, you need to find a mentor. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, where, where does one get one of those, you know? Yeah. And so now there's people doing all kinds of things, focusing on those small things and then mentoring others on those things. So just as you have transformed your life and now are working with these women in emptiness, it's a very specific thing that you're doing for a very specific type of person. And having someone to kind of walk through that part of your life with somebody, it's really a magical experience. I really Mm -hmm. think that what you're doing and the rest of the holistic leaders that are in this speaker series are doing is sharing a part of their life that they've already, you know, overcome and things that they know that they can share and make a difference with different techniques that you have under your belt and with food and meditation or whatever has uh, really helped you. And there's things that people aren't aware of that work. And so that's why I think that mentorship, that unique system that you've created to help a very specific person with a very specific problem is really such a huge support system to not only that person, but the other people in that person's life that they're affecting on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I know we're just wrapping up our time here today. This has been quite amazing. You know, I always love chatting with you. We could do it all day long. But I wanted to make sure, was there anything that I didn't ask you today that would be helpful for our audience to learn more about you and your products or just any other words of wisdom to share? Absolutely. Thank you for asking, Angel. I will quickly share my signature quote, and that is, success is defined by the journey within you. And, you know, we've all got this journey. We've all got this story that we can share, and it's powerful. And we have to, first and foremost, not get discouraged along the way, but realize that True happiness and success lies within what each of us goes through and through our own experiences. And as we talked about earlier with my story, because of my story, I developed a program called Discovering Your Brand Story. And this really walks my clients through helping them recognize and utilize a past painful experience like I have done to not only impact their present and future success, but to attract their ideal clients and ultimately follow their dreams. There's a couple of different opportunities my clients can go through this. There's a one-on-one opportunity. So if you're wanting to have a more private, more access to me, a more private opportunity to talk about these things, then you can go through it that way. We just launched the group version of the program that's offered only a couple times a year, and I only allow three individuals per time that we offer it because I want to keep it beneficial for everyone. And there's also the design collection version, and this is something if you want to create your whole business from start to finish in three months, so your logo, your marketing material, and your website design, then there's that opportunity too. Love it. And where would they find out about this program? Sure. You guys can visit com forward slash program. And if you mention that you heard about the program through the Holistic Fashionista speaker series, I will let you in on a special bonus that I'm offering. So go to the page, com forward slash program, and there's a button to schedule a talk with me. It's a 15-minute complimentary talk with me to decide what program would be best for you and what the opportunity looks like. Awesome. So that's Lux Chicks. That's L-U-X-C-H-I-X dot com forward slash program. 
And if you mention that you heard about Nicole and her signature program with this speaker series, there's, um, is it a discount, you said? Yep. Yeah, depending on which program they select. Yep. Awesome. Well, this has been great. I love your signature system. I love the people that you're helping. I love your energy. Nicole, you are way wise behind and beyond your years. It's been such a great pleasure to not only have you on the speaker series, but also I consider you a friend, a long-lost friend. We've been together for, like, years and years now. It feels like you're just like my little sister. I love having you in my life, and thank you so much for your help and everything that you've done for me. Um, I, I'm so excited to share more of Lux Chicks in the future through the Holistic Fashionista channel. And um, thanks for being a, a guest here at Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. Thank you, Angel. It's an honor to be asked to be on the Speaker Series and a, and a pleasure and a privilege to know you. Thank you, honey. Well, I wish you so much success and a great rest of the day, and we'll catch up again soon, okay? Thanks. Take care. Okay, bye-bye now.